0: If you enjoy This Mom Loves, you may also like This Girl Loves Sleep. In every episode, host Alana McGinn, sleep expert and founder of Good Night Sleep Sight, helps your entire family bring back bedtime. Alana McGinn discusses your burning sleep questions for your baby, child, and even for yourself. This Girl Loves Sleep. Look for it wherever you listen to podcasts. and Welcome to This Mom Loves. I'm Kate Wynn, a mom, teacher, blogger, freelance writer, TV guest, and podcast host, and you are listening to episode 45 of the show. Today in my favorite things, I'm going to be kicking the show off with a couple of favorite books, and then I have two special guests joining me for a talk about special needs parenting, Jane Fitzgerald and Kate Wells will be here with me, and this talk, I'm sure will be very beneficial for parents in the same position who are um, are parenting children with special needs. but that's not necessarily who the uh, the interview is for. Jane reached out and really uh, thought it was important for parents who do not have children with special needs to hear a lot of um, a lot of the things that she and Kate have to say. so we'll get much more into that later. So please stick around. My favorite things. I have two books to share this week. The first one is called Start Here A Parent's Guide to Helping Children and Teens Through Mental Illness. And it's from the Hospital for Sick Children and CAMH psychiatrist Pierre Bryden and Peter Zatmari. And I really, really love this book. So it's called Start Here for a Reason. It's not an in-depth, really, really thorough discussion of any particular mental health challenges. It's a starting point. And I read the whole thing cover to cover. I do have a teen and a tween right now. And I'm a teacher as well, of course, of younger students. And I thought it'd be very important to have all this knowledge kind of where you start. So they talk about anxiety disorders, substance use disorders, eating disorders, sleep disorders, depression, trauma, and suicidal thoughts, psychosis, ADHD, and autism spectrum disorder. And they kind of tell you um, for each one sort of they've, they've got some some stories where they've kind of changed the names and given you some uh, you know, examples of parents and, and children dealing with these struggles. But they also kind of tell you what to look for and then literally where to start. So what to do if you think that your child may have one of these issues. And then they kind of follow up with the family that they talked about at the beginning of the chapter to sort of see what, what strategies have worked for them. So an excellent book. Um, even if you don't see any signs of any mental health struggles with your kids yet or they're not at that age, I still thought it was really valuable. It's got some stats and information and especially those look-fors because you don't know until you figure it out, right? So to know what you're looking for just in case, really valuable. So start here, A Parent's Guide to Helping Children and Teens Through Mental Health Challenges. Excellent book. And the other one going way off topic is called The Other Side of the Coin. The Queen, The Dresser, and The Wardrobe by Angela Kelly. So she has been um, the dresser to the queen. I think she had a more junior role and then became senior dresser, whatever the title is. She's been working with her for 25 years now. And she wrote another book, which actually I haven't read, but this one I read first. And just if you are interested in the royals and royal fashion, if not, I am not saying that this is a blockbuster that you absolutely have to pick up. But if you're interested in that sort of thing, Angela talks all about, you know, choosing the outfits for different occasions. And there's some funny stories. I felt like I kind of got to know the queen a little bit more. So this was a fully authorized book. She got the queen's permission and ran things by the queen. So, you know, it's all official. However, a lot of things are a little more casual. You do feel like they slip some things in there. For example... There's a part about Michelle Obama, and I don't know if you'll remember that at one point when Michelle Obama met the Queen, she kind of put an arm, arm around her. And that was just, oh my gosh, you don't touch the Queen, that's not protocol and whatever. But in Angela Kelly's book, there's a page with a beautiful photo of the Queen and Mrs. Obama saying that, you know, in fact, there is no protocol like that. If you are allowed that close to the Queen, you are not considered any sort of threat and, you know, any kind of appropriate touch is not considered to be breaking protocol. And I just thought, you know, I'm sure the Queen's press people, PR, they scrutinize everything. So that was included in the book for a reason. So I really do think it was the Queen's way of getting the message out there. Okay, everybody leave Michelle Obama alone. She did nothing wrong without the Queen issuing some sort of statement about it herself. So I'm sure there's some deliberate things that were dropped in there. A cute little story about how the Queen confided in her that she's never been able to uh, be photographed with her hands in her pockets kind of casually. And so Angela arranged for an opportunity for that. And uh, there's some fun pictures of that just with the queen kind of casual with a dress with pockets. We love those with her hands in her pockets, which was fun. And what I actually found really interesting was Angela talking about how she was first hired. So she was working as um, as a housekeeper for an ambassador, British ambassador in Germany, if I've got that right. And the Queen and Prince Philip came for a visit there. And at the end of their visit, the housekeeping staff all got to line up, kind of reminds me of Downton Abbey, and the special guests kind of went down the line to to say goodbye and thank them for their service. And when they got to Angela, um, they, just making conversation, the Queen just said, oh, so who do you have coming next to stay? And Angela said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to, to tell that information. And Prince Philip said, well, surely you can tell Her Majesty the Queen. And she said, well, no, I, I apologize, but I have signed, you know, whatever the equivalent is of a confidentiality agreement, and so I'm unable to, you know, share that information with anyone. And, you know, before the Queen walked away, Angela said to the Queen, you know, I will, I will always remember this day. And the Queen said, Angela, so will I. And then within about a week, Angela had received a call from someone at Buckingham Palace wondering if she wanted to come and work there. So I just thought, you know what I mean? Just those little moments of integrity. I mean, I'm not sure if I would have kept confidentiality because you'd think, well, yes, it's the queen. Like she's 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 allowed to be privy to all of this. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. But she, you know, stuck to her ethics and stuck to what she was supposed to do and obviously got, uh, got a big job out of it that has lasted 25 years now and I think has been an incredible experience for her. So I'm sure she's uh, very, very glad that she um, stuck to her guns and did not release that confidential information because I think it changed the whole trajectory of her life. So The Other Side of the Coin, The Queen, The Dresser, and The Wardrobe by Angela Kelly. If you are looking for me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at This Mom Loves. I am on Instagram at Kate This Mom Loves. My website is thismomloves.ca. And if you have any interest at all in joining um, our virtual book club, just go on Facebook and look for This Mom Loves Virtual Book Club. It keeps on growing. And this month we're reading Woman on the Edge by Samantha M. Bailey, getting tons of amazing feedback from group members about that one. And I'm in the process of picking our book for next month now. So please feel free to come and join us over there too. I'm so excited to welcome my special guests this week, and in fact, they're sitting right here in my Mm -hmm. dining room with me. I have Jane Fitzgerald and Kate Wells, and I actually know them both from high school. Coincidentally, the three of us all worked at Baskin-Robbins at the same time at one (laughs) point, but they're actually here because they have something else in common. They are both parents of special needs children, and Jane actually reached out to me a while back and suggested having um, a segment on the show about this exact topic. So welcome, Jane. Thank you. Welcome, Kate. Welcome, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. Jane, I'm gonna start with you. Can you just introduce yourself a bit and tell us about your family? Sure. Uh, so my name is Jane Fitzgerald. Um,
1: I um, my husband Kevin and I we have three um, children. Patrick is seven, Mary is five, and our little fellow Tom is two and a half. So we have a full life um, and uh, just enjoying being busy and doing all those things that uh, you do with young kids. Yes, yeah. for sure. And Kate, your family?
2: Yeah, um, my husband and I have uh, two kids. Um, our son Aiden is 17, and our daughter Emma will be 15 fairly soon. So, yeah, life with teenagers.
0: Right. So yes. you're kind of coming out of slightly different <laughs> yes. age, age yes. points of yes. children, which is kind of neat. So, Jane, why did you suggest a, this topic for an episode in the first place?
1: Well, um... I guess um, we started on a journey about um, five and a half years ago. Our daughter Mary was born and um, after she was born, we found out she has Down syndrome. Um, So in those five and a half years, it's um, sure it's had its struggles and its challenges and um, you know, some days are more difficult than others, but I would say generally it's been a really positive experience. You know, she, she's a blessing. She's a wonderful addition to our family. Um, And I think I certainly don't want to, um, you know, you have to acknowledge that there are challenges and struggles, but I also think it's as important to talk about the positives and the joy that we have in our life. And, you know, the, um, all of the successes that she has as well.
0: Well, and I think mm-hmm. that's a great idea and we decided to invite Kate to join mm-hmm. as well. So Kate actually, I did an interview with a while back for yes. the blog, mm-hmm. one of my mom tributes, and she talked a little bit about special needs parenting there. So your mm-hmm. son has autism? Our son has
2: autism as well as um, a developmental disability uh, or intellectual exceptionality. I still fumble over that. Yeah. But, you know, it's still, still growing and learning and, and moving and a lot of things have happened and grown in the last 17 years. Um, just with knowledge and um, you know language used and you know so it has been a journey and it continues to be a journey we're now in a second chapter of his life as he's a young man and he's transitioning to adulthood so uh we have come a long way uh we have been through very rocky roads but very smooth paths as well so um our smooth path might look a little differently than someone <laughs> else's. But that said, I think it's really important. Um, I've, I've talked about our life for several years, uh, starting in my own community, um, really trying to help people to understand. So when we are out in public with him, what that looks like. And you know, I think it's really important for people to, if they have some knowledge, then it's the more who the more people who understand can, can be supportive. Um, and, uh, so if it helps, Me, then it would help someone else, hopefully too. So for sure. Conversation I feel is so important. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and Mm -hmm. we want this episode to be helpful. Obviously, if Mm -hmm. there are other parents out there whose children have special needs, but that's not just who this episode is for, right? Mm -hmm. We want to talk a lot to the parents whose children maybe don't, or maybe they don't even have children, but Mm -hmm. they're just listening to this and learning, which uh, I think it's really important you guys are speaking up. So as parents of kids who do have special needs, what do you want, quote, other parents to know? The ones who aren't in this boat and, and might not understand. Jane, what's something that you want them to know?
1: Um, <clears throat> I think I want them to um, know that I'm happy if they ask me questions about uh, Mary, just as I would ask them questions about their children. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, if things are done with good intentions, then then that's great. Um, be curious, um, as I said, ask questions, include her in things. Mm-hmm. Um, please, you know, please do as much of that as possible. Um, have expectations for her and, you know, support our expectations for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, I guess, yeah, know that she's um, she brings us a lot of joy and um, and challenges as well. But just um, I think including her is, is a big thing. Great. Right. And I know
0: we're going to talk a little bit later, too. We've got some great questions mm-hmm. from listeners about, you know, including those kids mm-hmm. and even the question asking and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely get to more specifics on that. Anything you mm-hmm. want to add to that, Kate?
2: I, I would absolutely agree with what Jane had said about the inclusion is is so important because it's an in, in inclusion of siblings, too. Mm-hmm. Um, siblings themselves have unique perspectives yes. on their dynamic and um and their spot within the family. And at times, and it just you know the parent goes to the child who needs the support the most at mm-hmm. that time and it's a juggling act and it's a balance. Um y- you know in, in our circumstance we have two kids so we each have a pair. <laughs> we can yes. pair off, you Come know, on. and so okay split up and let's, you know, so um uh, I certainly can't relate to the three. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think just understanding that, yes, there are struggles, there are challenges, but there really truly is so much joy. And we, uh, I don't want to speak for Jane, but I feel that there's a, perce- There's we perceive things very differently, um, I feel at times. We appreciate every little thing that we do as a family. If we can go for a walk and we're all mm-hmm. smiling and it's maybe a short walk around the block, that is amazing, and we're so excited about that. And we want to share that with the world because that feeling is just incredible. Going to the grocery store together mm-hmm. and it being, you know, a positive, wow, we got out, we're okay. We didn't make a scene. This is amazing. And so just for other families to understand, like, just to share our excitement, our successes with us. And, um, you know, uh, we, I think, are very grateful and mm-hmm. and lucky in that we're supported by so many wonderful people. But... Um, yeah, inclusion is huge. Okay. Inclusion in our feelings. You yeah. know, and as well as yeah, the siblings. Okay. And yeah. You know, we couldn't always have kids into our home for our daughter. Um, that would be very uh triggering for our son. And so, you know, we were we were very grateful in that her her friends, they would invite Emma over to their house
0: right. regularly. Mm-hmm. So
2: that that is very important, yeah.
0: And we are going to get to more of the positives later, kind of the things people yeah. can do. But I do want to ask, what are some of the don'ts or kind of the negative experiences, just so people kind of have an idea of what might hurt or what might not be, be appropriate? Kate, maybe I'll start with you, something that maybe hasn't been handled yeah. as, as it could have been. I won't maybe get into specifics. I could
2: write a book about those, but I won't because it would be very controversial. Um, But I think just overall, when I look back, um, Aiden's earlier years out in the public were very trying and very difficult. That said, we believe very strongly in including him in as many family outings and activities as we can because it's growing. It's life skills for him. It's very important for him to feel part of the family and part of the community, because he is. Um, so, you know, many times we would be, you know, wherever, Walmart, grocery stores, in the mall, or wherever. Um, and I always, I have this like, you know, I'm sure a lot of families who are in our situation sort of like, hey, exit's there, <laughs> you know, it's like that back door, we're parking here, and we know that, where we go. So we know out to, a quick out anywhere we are, um, but just as a preparedness. but. Because Aiden, um, as you know, he has autism, which is fairly an invisible disability, Um, and when he was younger, it wasn't so obvious until somebody um, maybe would try to engage with him, and uh, his speech uh, at that time, he didn't have any, and uh, he would squeal, or he'd make little sounds and stuff, so, and then there'd be a shift in look of, to, oh, isn't he cute too, oh my goodness, like, and you could see the look on their face change Mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, I would... You know, there was a lot of comments, my son wouldn't act like that, or mm. little things like that if you see a young child having a temper tantrum, and, and I I feel so strongly. Before I had kids, I was a different person, and you experience life so differently. You're such a great parent before you have kids. Yeah. So great, the best, the best. But, you know, it just, and I, I remember being in um, in a store, and there was this, uh you know little boy was probably about 10 and he was he wanted this chocolate bar and he was at the checkout where all of those amazing things are are at the checkout and um you know he was he was whining he was crying he was really upset and then he kind of flopped to the ground and i get kind of emotional because i know what that feels like i know what that feels like and a lady behind me um this is actually a very positive story and this is one of my favorite stories her and her husband was like, oh, my God, kids, she better not give them that chocolate bar. And really judgmental in that moment. We've all been there. Like, we have all been there. And I actually, I had, to, I had to just quietly, I was so overcome with emotion. I had to turn around and just sort of get out of the line. I was with my mom. And my mom very kindly said to the lady, you know, if you take a look at this child, Just forget anything. We don't know anything. Mm -hmm. But it seems to me, a 10-year-old child, that's maybe not a typical reaction to not getting a chocolate bar. Whether or not there are challenges there or there's a a special need there is none of our business. But we don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So let's just stop and think because people have judged my grandson. And, you know, and they they could have handled it two ways. They could have gotten their guard up and been embarrassed for being kind of called out and like kind of huffed and puffed as... Defensive. Very defensive. But they chose to take that as a learning opportunity and they turned to my mom and they said, oh my goodness, I never would have thought of that. Thank you so much. And that was it. And it 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 was just such a beautiful moment of connecting with somebody else and just receiving that information and wow, you've, you've kind of enlightened someone today and they're then maybe going to go forward Mm -hmm. and enlighten someone else down the road. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's really, that's really my takeaway is, is just that let's be patient with one another. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, so when Aiden would have, now he's about six feet tall Mm -hmm. and he's, you know, so his disability is certainly more obvious to the eye. Um, you know, let's, those younger kids and there are let's be honest there are a lot of um exceptionalities or challenges that people face whether we don't know we Mm -hmm. don't know of mental health issue we don't Mm -hmm. know what people are struggling with in their daily life yeah so let's just be gentle with one another Mm -hmm. let's just sort of you know Look at you know. Can I can I help you? Can I grab? Can I hold your bag as you're yeah. trying to get your screaming child out of the <laughs> yeah. mall? Can I hold the door for you? Yes.
0: Can I? Yeah. Let's just be kinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Jane, any kind of experiences or don'ts that you want to draw attention to? Yeah, you know, um, I've been thinking about this, and I and I will
1: say so far, um, you know, our family, friends, community um, has been quite supportive, and and um, we haven't had a lot of um, negative experiences. However, I will go back to um, when Mary was born and um, uh, we found out she had Down syndrome and so we started to tell people and people really struggle with what to say mm-hmm. when you have this brand new mm-hmm. baby who's beautiful right. and she's all that and more, but um, they have no idea what to say. And you
0: didn't know ahead
1: of time, We didn't right? know ahead okay. of time, no. So it was a surprise to us. It wasn't what we expected, but. Um, Uh, away we went and um um, I noticed some friends would say sorry to us yes they say I'm sorry yes and um I I guess I would just say and this is sort of a movement within um, the down syndrome world as well is um say anything but sorry
0: um to
1: people who um have a baby and then you know they find out that baby has down syndrome or perhaps they know before but mm-hmm. you know a new baby is something to be celebrated um it's a gift um we say sorry you know when someone dies or when it's something awful right yeah. or we've done something wrong so um yeah, say anything but mm-hmm.
0: sorry would be my mm-hmm. So does it look like for example if you know you find out about this new baby being born and you just say oh congratulations Well does that's... it look kind of like you're being a little bit flipped and yes, you that know because obviously this is a big deal. <laughs> like I guess. mean congratulations on the new baby that's so wonderful. Yes. You don't want to put a butt in there, but do you need to acknowledge <laughs> somehow that I'm sure this isn't what you were expecting or yes. something? That's a
1: very good point. And I think um you know, I always say, go to where that person's at, right? Mm-hmm. So um, maybe congratulations isn't the best word. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to say. Um, I think, you know, listen to the parent. Um, you know, be happy for them, but also go to where they're at. And mm-hmm. you can often tell by body language, by what they're saying to you. Be supportive. But, um, uh, you know, I'm happy for you. You have a new baby, um, but certainly... You know, there needs to be empathy as well, that Mm -hmm. this isn't um, your typical um, sort of when you have a baby, but um, yeah, just anything but sorry.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's good. Good to know. So we've talked a bit already about inclusion and how Mm -hmm. important that is. And so whether it's in the classroom or maybe just including the child in social situations, what do you think are some of the benefits for the more typical kids by having your children included in things? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that,
1: um, and I guess I go to the school setting, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's great for for, um, within a school to have sort of that diversity, Mm -hmm. um, to um, have all sorts of different children in a classroom. Um, I think for, um, you know, for other children it's allows them to ask questions it it allows them to communicate in different ways it allows them to have patience i mean let's be real (laughs) you know it allows they need to sometimes have more patience so i think it allows for all of those things um you know um just being being exposed to different um you know different um ways that people are and communicate. I think I said communicating mm. in different ways, but um, uh, yeah, I think all of those sorts of things are. Yeah, Kate, are what would you
0: on?
2: um It's interesting now as an EA seeing, seeing, um, a, a completely having a different perspective on right. things, and so as a parent, um, you know inclusion is huge for for every every school setting. Inclusion might look differently too. So inclusion could look to uh, my son is a complex special needs class that is meeting him where he is. That's where he needs to be, but he is invited to uh, music classes or to sit in different things. That's very important. Um, as an uh, EA, I have the the joy and privilege every day of seeing how typical kids in the classroom respond, and how they grow, and how they um, handle situations um, with those students who may be struggling, um, and it is it is a wonderful thing to watch. They're learning empathy, they're learning compassion, they're learning patience, mm-hmm. they're learning um, communicating with um, with others who don't communicate like you do, mm-hmm. and i mean huge lessons and being a leader and then also being um a friend and all of those things are so wonderful and i see so much and i'm sure you do too Mm -hmm. so much generosity and kindness in our young people and i'm not sure that parents have any idea Mm -hmm. when they send their kids off to school how how many times a day that they would be so proud of their kids Mm -hmm. for those little simple acts of Mm -hmm. kindness throughout the day that are Mm -hmm. they're they're you know just very quiet acts of kindness Mm -hmm. that i just
1: happen to kind of catch every so often and oh that's so Mm -hmm.
2: so wonderful Mm -hmm. so um
1: yeah and i think i i would echo that the whole kindness Mm -hmm. and i say to my husband all the time and i've said to people at our our children's school there are such kind children um at the school and in it you really see it and it's so Mm -hmm. it just makes me feel so good to Mm -hmm. see uh, to see that it's just
0: well i know like you mentioned i'm a teacher and so just having kids even exposed to just the realities of the world like how everybody's different Um, i know even in my school there's one girl with some special needs and she could often be making some noise, maybe screaming mm-hmm. in the hall, that sort yep. of thing. But the kindergarten kids now do, oh, so-and-so's upset and we'll yeah. close the door yeah. if we need to, but it's mm-hmm. not quite the same. They've learned not to stare. They've learned not yeah. to whatever. Yes. It's like, oh, well, so-and-so's upset today, yeah. right yep. now. Yep. Yes. You know, they just get that that's how yes. it goes and yep. when you need to give another child space and that yes. sort of thing, if, if she's, um, you know, being physical or whatever, and they get that. But no, I do think I, it's, it's great. And I find too, kids,
2: kids um, don't overthink. Right. Yes. And so they're not overthinking, how should I handle this? What should yes. I do? What Which
1: should adults I do? do. Yeah, adults yeah.
2: do because we we want to do the right thing. And yes. what if we do the wrong thing? And yeah. then something happens and then we upset the child even more. Yes. And, um, but kids just just kids just walk with confidence and they'll just say, Oh, I can sit with whoever. Yeah. Or I can, I can whatever. And it's just I'm not too sure many adults would have that confidence in just mm-hmm. going and and 9 times out of 10 it works. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. because there's no overthinking and and kids feel everything. And yes. so if someone's nervous around them, they're going to feel nervous themselves. Right. So
0: um yeah, yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's it's neat. Well, I know, as you mentioned, adults sometimes don't know what to do, so I actually invited listeners and followers to send in some questions, and we got a few really good ones. So one, um, a mom wanted to know, how can I start an interaction with your child without making them feel like I'm being patronizing or weird? I want to be an ally, not someone who contributes to your feeling of other. Isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. Who wants to start with that one?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I'll go ahead and start. Um, I think, you know, communication for me and just, um, you know, how to communicate with, whether it's my child or other children or adults, I'm I'm such a big, um, I'm really big on listening. So, and listening with your eyes and your ears. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't make it about you, but about that child. Um, and, um, you know, watch them. Listen, if, if they're able to, if they're verbal and they're able to speak, listen to what they have to say um or watch what they're doing so you know you can really read people that way Mm. and kind of take a step back be gentle um
0: and just kind of go with it but don't force yourself on. is it weird if you're being verbal with a child and they can't be verbal back or is that okay to talk to them directly even though they're not responding or is it like can't you see they're not able to speak of course of course i mean Absolutely, Aiden isn't
2: fully verbal, and but he has so much he that he says, mm-hmm. you know. And so you know, he may say hockey sticks, hockey puck, or he may you know, meet him there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you like hockey? Yeah. Do you like hockey, Aiden? And do you? Um, and just whatever shirt he's wearing. Oh, yes. do you like the Toronto Maple Leafs, or mm-hmm. you know, or just just meet that child where they are, as, yes. as Jane said earlier, and and really. Um, yes just just take a moment and just mind your energy yeah mind your energy Mm -hmm. just be Mm -hmm. really mindful that you know um you're speaking in a a quieter voice you're not full level because you don't know what that child's Mm -hmm. hearing that could be supersonic hearing and it's Mm -hmm. just um yeah just be just be cool just be and and if there's other adults around follow the lead of those adults who know that child Mm -hmm. um because chances are that's how that child is comfortable communicating mm-hmm. and so yeah just just get down and just be calm and interesting uh you know some of Aiden's favorite people are very cool as cucumber quiet <laughs> kind of people aside from me that's not me <laughs> I'd like to think I'm one of his favorite people too but that's not me but you know it's just that quiet presence that you can't mm-hmm. lose with that you can never go wrong yes. with quiet
1: yes yes and sort of that genuine you know a smile can just yes in that open posture yes that can yeah uh, that's worth a million i think let the child come to you Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah okay next question there's a child with special needs in my son's class and i want to include him in birthday parties but i think he might need special support what's the best way to handle that so, Kate, what would, what would you think the parents should do? I mean, there's this kid, she yeah. wants to have him, but I mean, maybe they already know that the child has full-time support at school, so they're thinking, okay, what would this child do at the party? What do they do? Uh, if, I mean, Aiden has been invited to a couple of birthday parties,
2: and it's wonderful, and you don't want certainly him to miss out that opportunity of being with his peers. And he may now only be able to tolerate being there for 10 minutes, could be five minutes, mm-hmm. on a good day, could be an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, for that parent who wants to invite that child, isn't sure what to do to have a conversation with the parent, mm-hmm. um, talk about what, what that would look like. Um, I would certainly, um, I'm sure many parents would, would escort their child and be there for that uh, child.
0: They're not just going to drop them and go and not no. explain what the child needs no. or anything. No, right? I'm
2: just kind of hang out. Yeah. Um, you know, not you know, just just hang out and maybe have a conversation with the host of the party and just be present and but not intrusive mm-hmm. if if you need to be there, It depends on the needs of the child for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. um, but uh, just have a conversation with the parent because I can tell you that parent would be so ecstatic that you're even thinking of including this child and you mm-hmm. want to make this child part of their girl or boy's special party. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just follow the lead of that parent and, and work together and come up with, okay, well, we could be there for for 10 minutes. So Mm -hmm. just so you know, I don't want you to be, you know, upset if we have to leave or this, this, this behavior could happen and this is what it looks like. And this is what we'll do if that should happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jane, anything else? Well, I think, um, again, just, um, I, we really appreciate when people ask Mary to birthday parties, and and please keep asking her. <laughs> she loves a good party. Um, like a mother, yes. <laughs> um, I think making the parents feel welcome um, to stay, and just as Kate said, we you know you kind of sit at the back, but um, we will be there if she needs to go to the washroom or do whatever, um, and yeah, just let us sort of share what she might need throughout the party and if I have to go and help her with something, just make that okay I'll um Mary did go to one uh, birthday and there were there were a lot of adults at it and it was people we knew well and they lived very close to us. so they said, why don't you let her stay and you go for a couple hours and just do whatever And I was hesitant because I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen but um um, the, there was a grandmother there and so she stuck right around and the whole time I was gone she was sending me, texting me pictures That's lovely, Mary in princess dresses and doing <laughs> and I, I'm, I thought that was such a kind thing to do mm-hmm. because I was anxious about her mm-hmm. being there. Um, and I think to, you know, um, if a parent asks uh, Mary to go to a birthday, You know, be upfront with me and I'm fine if that parent says, is there anything special that Mary needs, or is there anything I should be aware of? You know, ask me questions and and that's Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Another question which I think is excellent. What's the right thing to say if my child asks, what's wrong with him? Or why is she doing that Mm -hmm. when you're out and about, especially when the child asks loud enough for others to hear? (laughs) What should the parent do in that situation? I think
2: honesty is the best policy. Kids are smart, mm-hmm. and I, I certainly uh, I wouldn't uh, patronize someone by trying to fluff over it. You know, mm-hmm. kids kids need to hear the truth. They need to hear that. Well, sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, Johnny has autism and sometimes, um, you know, he needs to stim and this is what he does to think. He mm-hmm. might flap his hands. He might stand on his tippy toes because he's anxious. He yeah. doesn't communicate maybe like you and I do, but he communicates in so many other ways that are mm-hmm. just as valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, he just doesn't use his voice to yeah. communicate. Um, so I, I think I can kids need to hear the answer. They know when I think when an adult is trying to make it pretty
0: or yeah, trying yes. to, you know, you know what yes. I mean? So what if it's, it's a stranger though? Like let's say you're in line at the mall or something like that and mm. somebody's doing something. And I mean, the parent doesn't have a clue what's going on with their right. child. They just know that they're acting in a way that their child is, you know, surprised I just, by. I would so, just
2: sort of say, oh, you know, this gentleman or whoever it may be, lady, child, person mm-hmm. is, is struggling right now. And, and that's okay. We all struggle and we all we all present struggling and challenges in different ways. And so, I mean, if it's a, a wheelchair, well, mm-hmm. you know, he, he doesn't use his legs like you and I do, or mm-hmm. just, just being very honest. And so you're not, you're not, um, making sweeping generalizations necessarily, mm-hmm. but you know, it looks as though that a uh, person is, is really having a hard time right now. And, um, let's give them some privacy and some space. Um, and you know, that's, that's okay. We all, we all struggle in different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, just being very honest. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. We can't
2: pretend to understand, but we can be honest that we don't understand. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, and I guess I would add, you know, I think it's, that's curiosity on a child's Mm -hmm. part, right? So address that curiosity, Mm -hmm. um, encourage that curiosity Mm -hmm. and don't shut it down. Um, so, um, or fluff it off, right? Yeah. So, you know, say if they're asking about, I've I've been in situations where other children are asking about Mary, her face looks different. What, you mm-hmm. know, her eyes look different. Her nose is flatter than, and just, you know, say to her, yes, this is different. She maybe um, talks a little different. Um, so address those differences, but also the similarities, yes. right? And, mm-hmm. and say, you know, she has Down syndrome. She's... Um, um, and just yeah, be upfront about it, and um, and ask. I always think ask if they, they have any more questions. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Is it yeah. appropriate to ask you? Do you know what I mean? Like if, it, like, let's say there's a parent and child behind you in line mm-hmm. somewhere and the child is saying, what's wrong with her? Why is she, she looks different. And the mom's kind of like, you know, whatever. Like, would you ever want, I mean, obviously you don't want someone saying what's wrong with your child, but is there an appropriate way or is that something you don't ask a stranger? If I was in the grocery
1: line and, you know, there was a child asking, it's, it's curiosity. So I have no problem. Um, You know, if I've got my three kids with me and I'm you know, all hairy, then maybe there's are less life. than on Down syndrome in the life. <laughs> but I'm happy to talk about it and I'm happy to be open. And, um, yes, I welcome oh, that, that sort of too. thing. You know, kids, we want kids to learn. We want kids mm-hmm. to be curious, you know, mm-hmm. if we want them to do it in a respectful way. But, um, we talk to our older son who's seven about Down syndrome and he talks about it and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, he's got lots of ideas about it. So, um, yeah let's talk about it
2: yeah (laughs) and that's okay to that mom that mom doesn't need to be embarrassed yes yeah um and uh i would certainly just turn to her and say that's okay i'm glad and to the little child asking i'm glad that you're so curious and you're asking so many questions and really we're arming kids with knowledge and and they in turn will navigate through their own lives then Not being, feeling ashamed for thinking. Yes. You know, so.
0: And would you say to a stranger, like, oh, actually, he has autism? Like, do you open up like that? 100%. 100%. One hundred percent. Yeah, which is good because yeah. I think when the kids, especially, are asking those questions, mm-hmm. getting an answer to their question, yes. can be helpful. Yes. Yeah. And, and and I mean, you know, and I, I, having
2: empathy for that for that mother because that yes. mother's probably mortified. <laughs> yes. But that's but so I mean, and I know Jane would be this. It just that's okay, and I would reassure that parent mm-hmm. like, no, that's great. Thank you for asking questions, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that that parent going forward will have a conversation about the appropriate volume. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> they'll do their.
2: Yeah. They'll do their job but it's yeah. an opportunity for yeah. us to share something that's not shameful mm-hmm. and it's just the
0: way the world is. So yep. yeah, I, I know my that. kids will come home from somewhere now and obviously they're 13 and 11 but when they got to the appropriate age and they'll come home or we'll get in the car and they'll say, does someone have special needs? Like yes. they'll just kind of pick up yes. and they'll know it's not, you don't ask mm-hmm. in front of them. But yeah, and I love that. I'm glad, yes. I'm glad yes. they're asking and yeah. the knowledge is power thing, right? Yeah. That's, right. So that's it's, all good, but.
1: That also shows how much, um, you know, children's, adults, et cetera, are really much, very much more a part of their world, right? They're okay with asking because, they, um, you know, everyone's together in school and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's a much more inclusive sort of society now. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they... Of course they're going to ask questions because it's there, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Before we get to the very final question, is there anything else that hasn't come up? Did you, anything pop to mind where you thought, oh, I wish I could say this or I want to let people know this?
2: Um, I think for me, just being mindful that um, autism, I I, I can't speak to Down syndrome, Mm -hmm. I can't speak to any other um, disability, but I will say that Autism um, is such a huge spectrum, and everybody now, it seems, knows somebody who is on the spectrum. Um, We have to be mindful that there are morbid diagnoses as well, oftentimes, and so um, just just being mindful that, um, although your cousin's uncle's brother's nephew's girlfriend (laughs) might be on the spectrum, (laughs) um, (laughs) that could look very different to some your next door neighbor's child who is on the spectrum. And the diet that she used to
0: cure her might not be what your
2: child needs. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so just being respectful that what worked for your cousin's uncle's nephew's yeah. brother's girlfriend, may, I think I repeated that <laughs> verbatim, I'm very <laughs> impressed. That may not, what helped them or worked for them in different areas may not be useful or helpful to another family. So just, just being very mindful, mindful of that, Mm -hmm. that it is, it is a spectrum, but every person is a unique individual, just like we all are. Mm -hmm. And with that, it looks completely different in any home. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just tossing that out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about some great things today. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I as well as my husband and, and our kids, we really appreciate um, some of the great um, people we've met through the schools, um, through um, our child, our daughter being in daycare, through health care, through all of that. There's some really great professionals out there mm-hmm. who, um, who really know their stuff and who we've learned a lot from. So um, kudos to them. And...
0: Uh, yeah, I think that's just a little kind of thank you Great. to add.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Well, the last question I always ask my guests is if they have a This Mom Love, some sort of favorite thing to recommend. And this might take us way off track from yeah. what we've been talking about. It can be anything. So who wants to jump in and make a recommendation first? <laughs> this is my favorite question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> going first. Sorry, Jane. Um, I have to share
2: this because I had heard of people doing this and um, this is just a silly... So let me start off by saying I bought a satin pillowcase about (laughs) a month ago. It's so silly, but it's changed my day-to-day life in such a big way that it's almost embarrassing, actually. Um, It has... Well first of all, it makes me feel very luxurious when yes. I slide in the bed <laughs> and my head slides down that satiny kind of pillowcase. Yes. But I have very thick, kind of annoying hair sometimes. Hair. Thank Beautiful you, Chain. Right yes. back at you. And <laughs> <laughs> and in the morning it looks like this. I'm It's big. And, um, and it's often all over the place and I have to just go through the whole process of soaking it. I won't go through it now, but anyway, it's a big process. And so, but I go to sleep on this thing and it's like, my hair is untouched in the morning. It is amazing. Uh It's amazing. And it's satin. And it's satin. And it was only $12. So I'm very proud of it. And, and you know, those pillow lines that seem to stick around longer Mm -hmm. with every year that you age, it's like, it's like for three days, you've got like a scar looking (laughs) crease on your face. There's none of that. So, anyway, I'm, I'm
1: very excited wow. about it. Okay. Yes. You
0: know what? That's a very helpful little tip. Yes, yes. there you go. Jay, yeah, yeah. what do you want to recommend?
1: <laughs> well, my um, recommendation is a little different. It's kind of practical. Um, not that satin pillowcases aren't. But, uh, <laughs> it's a must-have. And in the spirit of winter, um, I, I'm going to tell you about... Um, Uh, For Christmas, my mom and dad gave all of my siblings, uh, my siblings-in-law, and each other, uh, toques for Christmas. And I know there's a lot of beautiful toques out there Mm -hmm. right now, but um, uh, there's a a woman, her name is Margaret Wood, and it's called Happy Heart Knits. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has a Facebook page, and she knits the most beautiful toques for babies, children, adults. men women they're soft they're not too hot they fit over your ears and they have the women she does these beautiful fur pom-poms um and she actually it all started she gave um she has a little theme tube she does for um with the colors um that represent down syndrome so she gave one to mary just as a kind gesture and i saw it and i fell in love with it and so then We've all started buying these hats. Aww, They're just lovely. lovely, and she's lovely, and uh, so well, I are looking for something to that's keep so you So
0: much deeper, Jane than oh, you, you I. I take what? mine back. We like variety around here, yes. believe me. With the guests, <laughs> with the recommendations, we uh, we have everything. Yeah. Well, Jane Fitzgerald, Kate Wells, thank you so much for thank being you. here with each today. This for has having been wonderful. Us. And that brings us to the end of this episode of this mom loves kate and jane after our interview did want me to let you know that if any of you have any questions perhaps you have a child who has the same um, special need as kate or jane's child or just something you want to ask them about special needs parenting anything at all feel free to reach out to me and i will put you in contact with them they were all they are always happy to help other parents who have questions or just need some support so don't hesitate to reach out you can find the show notes, as I mentioned for this episode, at this mumloves.ca slash podcast, and it is episode 45. Thanks again to my guests. Thank you to my wonderful editor, Lucas Wojcicki, and thank you all for being here. As I always ask, if you do enjoy the show, please rate or review wherever you listen to it. It's very helpful for other people who are looking for new podcasts to listen to, and word of mouth is great too. It really does feel like Christmas when someone you know, tweets or puts an Instagram story or anything where they, where they tag me and they're sharing something that they enjoyed so thank you very much in advance to all of you who are able to do that and thank you to those who have done so in the past until next time